Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if I pull my wiener out, it's a new episode. And we're already on the third episode this minute. Double ducket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Welcome back to Cage Match, a roundabout way of meeting Nicholas Cage. I'm your host, Sean, here with my co-host, Nick. And our producer, Peter. Hello. And this week we are discussing the movie Kick-Ass. Welcome back, Eric. Uh, I believe it's actually Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Kick. Ass-Kick. Ass. Ass-Kick. <laughs> It doesn't even make sense, Dad. No, I thought that was a solid joke. That was a good one. It's a very good dad joke, at least. He, took, uh, he was proud of himself, and that's what's important with dad jokes. Also the mustache. Great great dad stash. Why is his name Big Daddy? Oh, I oh, wouldn't. Daddy. I can't figure that yeah. out. If, I, if you have a little girl sidekick, I'll, like, who is the sidekick in this situation, too? I mean, I, it was Hit Girl. I mean, Big, Big Daddy is the sidekick, realistically. Yeah. Well, he's like... Uh, mentoring, right? I mean, like he's he's trying to get her out. He's on grooming. Her own. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's... Big Daddy's grooming. I mean, at least oh. unlike the last time we watched Nicolas Cage get called Daddy, it wasn't with weird sexual energy. When was the last time you got called Daddy? Fucking uh, Matchstick Men. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. Was that the the con the con man movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, Eric, uh, you had seen Kick-Ass before, correct? I, I had seen Kick-Ass before, and maybe, like you guys, uh, you remember enjoying it more when you <laughs> saw it. When, when did this come out? 2010. See, that makes sense. I, I would have enjoyed this more in 2010. I did and, enjoy it more in 2010. I think I was on the opposite side of it. In 2010, I thought it was too much of a try-hard movie, mm -hmm. and I was like, I was too cool for it. I actually have a little anecdote about seeing this movie, because uh, I loved the comic when it first came out, Mark Millar, John Romita Jr. But the comic shop I used to shop at, uh, Comic Outpost, rest in peace, was having a crappy superhero like costume contest to get uh, early screening tickets. So my buddy Justin and I decided we were going to like dress up as like shitty superheroes. The only rule is your costume had to cost less than $20. So I took my old wetsuit that didn't fit me anymore made a mask out of a scarf, put on like a Russian furry hat that I had, and I just cut out like a Safeway paper bag and slapped a D on the front of it. I was D-bag. That works. And I won. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, Justin was my sidekick, Plaid Lad. He just put on a bunch of plaid. Uh, but my battle cry was, I'm going to punch you in the dick. <laughs> and then the owner of the comic outpost later that night went home got into a fight with his wife and told her, her in the dick told her i'm gonna punch you in the dick and she's like where do you learn this and he proudly said d-bag <laughs> <laughs> and then i got to see kick-ass a week early in theaters <laughs> that's, that's the best anecdote that you've ever told that's, i really like that one that's better than this movie <laughs> I had never seen this movie, and I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, I agree. I think it is kind of a tryhard of that era, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, all it was missing was uh, fucking what's a serial-eating comedian who was awful and somehow still has a career. I think his name... Caratop? No, Caratop's amazing. <laughs> fucking shut up. <laughs> uh, the cereal. What but, kind of cereal? I don't know. He always, like... Count Chocula? Made a thing. He was like, I eat cereal. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? Uh, is, is this Cheddar Goblin? <laughs> no, Cheddar Goblin's cool, though. I miss Cheddar Goblin. We all miss Cheddar I'm going to remember his name like halfway through this episode, Perfect. and I'll tell Just you then. shout it out. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, shh. 
shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'll wake your baby upstairs just Good. <laughs> shouting this shitty comedian's name. Dimitri Martin. <laughs> Might be it. No, no, I like Dimitri Martin. Is there a Dante guy? Something Dante? Tell me about this movie. Uh, well, again, I, I feel like for, for me who saw it, uh, or remember seeing it back in the day, I, I recall just like the best parts of like Nick Cage, like just being more prominent. I thought that was like more of the film and that, and that, and I wish it was more of the film. Same. I remember him having a much bigger role in this movie than he does. Yeah. So when I, when I rewatched, it was like, it took a really long time mm. until he like jumped in there at all. That, that first scene that's, uh, that he's in there is, uh, is tremendous. I love it. Oh, where he um, shoots his daughter. Where he shoots his daughter. Yeah. As a, as a father of, of a daughter, not much younger than, than her. Uh, Fantasies have like been would, had. That would be fun for the whole family. Yeah. Mostly you. Therapeutic. He looks like he's having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> so the cast of this one, so you've got uh, Aaron Johnson, who I don't know if he did anything other than the two kick-ass movies. He's, uh, he was Quicksilver in the oh, Age of Ultron. That's right. Uh, so he's Dave and also kick-ass. Kick-ass. Uh, Christopher Mintz-Plas, who everyone thinks that I look like him, uh, is Chris D'Amico and or Red Mist. Mark Strong is his dad, Frank D'Amico, and Chloe Grace Moretz is Mindy McCready slash Hit Girl, and then Nick Cage is Big Daddy, Big Daddy, Daddy. Daddy. Nick, Nick Cage did have a name in this, didn't he? What? It, well, yeah, he's a there was so much Damon Big Daddy. McCready. Oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah. Damon. Okay, he he did but say that. Mar Marcus, most the, the good cop. Yeah, Marcus is the good cop. Yeah. Most importantly, Big yes. Daddy, the biggest daddy. Kick-ass, young, uh, what, we're doing, a, we're doing a high school movie, he wants to, what, superhero fantasy, he wants to be a vigilante, somebody needs to do something. His friends talk him out of it. They say, you would get your ass kicked, you would die. And, uh, what, he tries to help somebody, and he gets his ass kicked, and he almost dies. Gets stabbed and then hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... So, stop going down that alley. Stop going down that one specific alley where there's two guys always fucking ju jump you. <laughs> um, but it's it, the shortcut. That's where, uh, what, that's probably where, like, the fake kick-ass got killed, too. It's What's the, the same, same alley. alley? <laughs> that is crime alley. That's where fucking Batman's parents die. Oh, man. Oh. Just a bunch of stray pearls everywhere. <laughs> So what he gets the he gets the nerve damage so that he is I don't know uh, he can handle more he can take more hits and he gets a metal implant so so uh, apparently he could take some more damage too but still he gets his ass kicked like a lot you know knowing old people who have fake hips those things are not that sturdy no I don't think they're improvements usually uh, you're usually worse off yeah. <laughs> So I guess my favorite, okay, this does, my favorite part is, yeah, so after he gets mugged and gets his superpowers. <laughs> his superpowers uh, of being a dude who got mugged. Of being a yeah. dude that got mugged, uh, what? He can just get his ass kicked harder. The whole high school, uh, because he was, they think he was sexually assaulted, think that he's gay now. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is which is pretty generous of them. Uh, what, his new best friend Katie comes up, not because... She is worried about him because she thinks that he was just sexually assaulted and, and beat up in the street and left naked and for dead. And his well, always, and she's always, just really, she's excited to have a gay friend. And now. has always wanted like, a gay friend ever since she was a child. <laughs> I was waiting for the shoe to drop that she had had other gay friends who just kept turning out to like be straight. And she was worried that she was turning all the gay men straight. And, it's her own superpower. Yeah. So it's like really tearing her apart. That's the inside. opposite of my superpower. Like I've always wanted a gay friend, but 
ah, this puss is too good. And it keeps just driving the men wild. They got all this milkshake. That's what, uh, that's what Dave should have gone with. Yeah. Oh, you turn, you turn me straight. What am I supposed to do? We have to check. <laughs> I can't confirm that I'm straight. <laughs> oh, turns out I am. Yeah. Oh, so what? Dave starts. Bingo, uh, boingo. Dave starts going on vigilante justice missions, or what? Just one via MySpace. Okay, wait, no. So yeah, he has a MySpace account. But really, okay. So who does he go and talk to for Katie? Ra. Ra oh, Raul. 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 Oh, right. Uh, and were they were nah, they Raz- an item? Razal cool. You know. It never clarifies. Like it really the guy's to. just a hardcore drug dealer or something. I like, don't understand like why they were hiding. Out. She volunteers at the needle bank, and yeah, suicide hotline, and that kind of stuff. Kate, Katie got in deep. Seemed like she was fucking that dude. Yeah. So what? Up up to this point, Dave has been you know what sla- slapping slapping people in the street. Oh yeah, uh, with stuff his, like that with his baton. With it with his baton. Yeah. My favorite lines in this film is like right before he gets into his like. Second major fight is kick ass. The one that makes him famous is he's trying to save a cat. And, he just, and right before he falls, like, and that's how it happened. Yeah. Right before he falls off a billboard thing, he's just like, fuck you, Mr. Bitey. <laughs> I love that the cat's name is Mr. Bitey, though. That's good. I like Why it. would you even go looking for that cat? That, fuck that that's cat. What, that that's what made dead. him a hero. He's going to go save Mr. Bitey. Nobody else would help Mr. Bitey. And they say, fuck that cat. Yep. Turns out Mr. Bitey didn't <clears throat> deserve it. Uh, what? So Dave goes and confronts Razul and his like crime gang, who Katie Ra's just Ghoul. <laughs> Pretty sure that's who it was. Still, still weird that they that they hung out. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how they got involved. Like he sounded just like a junkie off the street. Like and slept, he was. slept in slept in the bushes or something like that. But he was moving weight. He worked for uh, D'Amico. He worked for D'Amico. He was a made man. He had a doorman with yeah. a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, in their shitty, like... What is this guy doing in the needle exchange? Like, <laughs> is it, that's, he's giving them out with samples? He's there. He confronts Razul, says, you know, leave Katie alone, and then tases Razul in the face. Face yeah. tases him. <laughs> yeah. And then... That, that's a fucking... You're starting a fight there. Yeah. And that's then he gets, like, held down, and Razul gets out the big knife. <laughs> And then get stabbed through with this shitty CG sword. Yeah. But, and then uh, we get the best scene in the film. Absolutely. Of Hit Girl just murdering three gangbangers and then killing a sex worker and a just guy who was just doing meth. She, she Are you totally... sure she was a sex worker? Are you just making assumptions now? Yes, I am, actually. <laughs> <laughs> At least the woman did, like, pull, like, smash a bottle and pull a bottle. Yeah, I, I think the guy that, on meth just wanted yeah, to continue to do meth. And was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> no, no, the meth guy was just there. Oh. There was another guy in the bathroom yeah, who just walked out. He oh, did, you're he, talking about the only white guy in the? No, the guy came out of the bathroom was also white. I think oh, he pulled yeah, a knife. Like, he pulled a butterfly. You, and she, you think and just, just, like, just the white guy lived? Is what you you think? No, he didn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, no one lived in that I, situation. I think that the lady would have been okay, but she like she pulled a bottle. She was like, yeah. "Come at me." She and, got aggressive. Yeah, she did. You you, you should have just begged. You begged for your life in that situation. Also, right? I don't Why care do how fight? big. A, I don't care how big a bodyguard you are or how big your gun is. If I saw two like bloody katana blades come through a door, I'm like, I'm not paid enough for this. I just walk away. Well, I come back tomorrow. And that that woman, she watches. All these guys get murdered, like in front of her, and they fought hard. And she's like, "All right, like now you're now you're in for it." Yeah, Heineken bottle. 
but yeah, it was terrific scene. Uh, what that was like Heineken, Chloe Fuck Grace Moretz's uh, big debut right yeah. there. I mean, she really yeah, it was made a giant name for herself, just murdering people. Uh, the the <laughs> insane cunt. The graphic violence and, and language um, was was so shocking that it was just fun, yeah. fun for the family. <laughs> <laughs> for their family i mean she it's really kind of is family. the main character of the story she's the Absolutely. one who has kind of the arc like loses her father gets revenge and the story that you wanted to follow dane that cook. one that one random <laughs> sorry it was dane cook what do you mean uh dane cook was the shitty comedian that i was thinking would fit perfect in this movie dane... you're absolutely oh right dane cook and, and cereal yeah, didn't he do a thing where he like I don't know I don't like his comedy so like I only no, kind of remember so. from college like people and he's like oh, I love you people cereal oh. no I, I okay I hear it now I knew I, totally I knew it, it was gonna be Dane Cook but I I wanted to see if he'd find it we got there I had to go back through waiting I knew he was in waiting and I had yeah, to work through that one you had yeah. been you had been a little tuned out for a while also <laughs> Luis Guzman was in waiting yeah it's true oh man I love it when Luis Guzman shows up <laughs> oh he's don't. You don't? Oh you think oh, after Peter hates Louise Guzman performing in a movie. <laughs> you haven't listened to our last episode. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? Fucking Louise Guzman. Uh, what? Chloe no, Grace about, like, just killed ass. people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick Cage in this is the best part of this film. He's well, not in it a lot, but he is the best part. No. Uh, well, got, I like, feel like he got to do whatever he wanted. With yeah. It. It's like, you, you get to be, you got like five scenes. It's just like. Just ham it up eat chew scenery like i don't think anybody yeah. asked him to do adam west uh why did he have kind of the batman costume like i don't know i, don't but know. I love it i love how when they're interrogating that guy he's like no but it's not batman it's like, <laughs> i never said batman it's like batman it's like him really similar but we're not talking about batman <laughs> and, and then the mustache. boss just goes okay so then superman no, it was Batman. It wasn't Batman. I never said Batman. I loved the mu- I loved the detail with the mustache, the dustache. That's a good way to like disguise your personality. If the only thing that's going to be seen on your face is like your mouth area, but so and you're committed to having a mustache yeah, has, in real life, he has a dad, distinctive facial he hair. Has, he has the proper like dad sash, just like bushy, just above the lip. But when he goes into superhero mode, he puts on like fake spirit gummed uh, Fu Manchu attachments. Oh wow, yeah. So, and you like, we get to see him put it on it part of the movie. And it made me think of this really shitty 90s, like pornography TV, like superhero TV show, Nightman, Mm. who was like a jazz musician by day and was a superhero by night, but his costume had a wig on it. So people wouldn't recognize his hair. (laughs) Sorry. He must have been a shitty jazz musician if he had to play jazz during the day. Day, Daytime jazz. Like, only good jazz musicians play at night. So he's, he's like, daytime. Like, he's the guy that does the intros on NPR. He's just like... Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to my NPR show where I talk about the plants I'm growing. Exactly. Yeah. So I did it. I did. I did like the uh, send five dollars. The mustache detail. Also, didn't notice the mustache. The only time in a superhero movie where we see someone apply the eye black. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? So I don't much. I mean, what? Okay. What? Guy, guy that that Peter that people think yeah, Peter looks Chris, like Christopher Mitzplas. I, I think that's unfortunate that they make that uh, red mist uh, that they 
say that. I uh, think you I've, look I've so never, much like I've that other guy who absolutely also looks like Chris from Mint's Plus. <laughs> Wait, which one? Are you talking about Tim Curry or are you talking about... Uh... Oh, you're talking about Charlie Kaufman. Fuck no, off. I'm not talking about Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> He's gonna find it. You're talking about Donald Kaufman. I get it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's me. What? He comes I'll in as, as Red Mist. I, I really didn't like him in the whole movie. No. Uh, well, he's kind of a cunt. He is. And uh, he was he was a perfect he was a perfect McLovin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, he did he was great good there. in um, role models. Way uh, to go, Christopher Mintz boss. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I, th- I thought eh, eh, I didn't like him in the I didn't like scenes with him in there. He was a character with a face that was perfect for punching. Yes. And he got very little punches to the face. Not enough punches. He does have a punchable face. Wait, fuck. Do I have a punchable face? Oh, no, not, not like that. Oh, thank God. Have you guys Your seen... face is punchable for different reasons. Excellent. <laughs> have you guys seen uh, the, what, Kick-Ass 2? Never. No. I He's... saw a trailer Kick-Ass for it. Kick-Ass is too buff in it. It's they, weird. They, Peter's look alike. I, I have a hard time learning the three names. Christopher Mitz-Plus. It, it's, it's the three yeah, names. It's, all, that, it's always yeah. serial killers. <laughs> yeah. It's just oh, extra he, effort. He's he's just so much worse in that one. It, mm-hmm. It's they just make him so much more annoying. It's terrible. Uh, so I'm glad that, that says something because he is quite annoying. He's annoying, but like it, it's just like uh, they they just take it up to like a, a volume level mm-hmm. that's just uh, really obnoxious and just he, he's just yelling all the time and he shouldn't be yelling. He's just like more of a little shit in this one. Just meh. It was funny when he jumped off the dumpster and. Just like, oh fuck! I think I bet you I I have a feeling like that was like not in there. And just like, oh shit, that hurt a little bit. <laughs> what do you guys think of the the violence in this? What it was definitely made to be shocking, and and it was fun when it was, uh, especially when you had a little girl doing it. That was the that was the big thing of the movie. I thought it was just like little girl swearing and and murdering. Yeah, you're hyper violent. Jay Barichel. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think I mean more I think, than Christopher Mintz plot. Oh, I think that one's way more fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just without the voice. Oh uh, yes, the violence was. Uh, I mean, no, this was this was meant to be like shock value. Like they gave the you know the big black bodyguard a bazooka. That was all the. He best never got part. to use it. It was his dream, and it got taken away from him. D- D'Amico getting killed with a bazooka was it was a cool death at the end. That was yeah. a pretty decent way to go. I do appreciate this. I learned this from a. Uh, Mythbusters that, you know, like with RPGs and like artillery like that, they have to travel a certain amount before they're armed. So like he gets hit in the hit in the chest of the shell, it flies him out of the building before it explodes because it would take that long to like trigger. I appreciated the attention to detail. I mean, that might not have been attention to detail. They might have just been like, ah, wouldn't it be so much cooler if it tossed him outside and then exploded? And if they didn't like blow up everybody in the same room. Right. Yeah. And but it is nice that blow it would kick accurate. Two or not. <laughs> yeah. So let's leave a sequel open. I did I did really love the comic when it came out. I haven't read it since, and I don't think it'll hold up. But this movie is fairly grounded for the most part. I was gonna say they lost me as soon as he named himself Kick Ass. <laughs> like he's sitting there and he's like workshopping names in his thing, and he's just like It wasn't one of them like nighty night. <laughs> oh god. I was like uh night ass or like kick <laughs> night. Ass. Night kick or something like that. <laughs> I would hope everything just ended with ass. Night ass. Well, again, what? It was just something really, I don't know, low-hanging fruit to increase the shock value. But, like, this movie does try to, like, 
stay relatively grounded up until they give him a jetpack with fucking uh, miniguns mini on, on it. I, yeah. I thought that's where he became a superhero, really. I mean, that's when he started doing like some something other than just batoning people. Yeah, that's when he stopped sucking. Yeah, and started killing. He started. Yeah, he he he's calling he, like, kill ass. He, he, got, <laughs> he got okay with murder. Kill ass. He fucking Gatland a bunch of guys. He sure did. Yeah. That was the coolest thing he did in the whole movie. Yeah, no, he didn't hesitate. He, he looked like he was having fun at that point. Yeah, like he, he was like, why didn't I start murdering ages ago? He sort of overall sucks shit, right? Yeah. 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 It's a weird protagonist. Yeah. Again, like, the story's really a hit girl story. Yeah. Yeah. She comes in, and, and she's the real story. And, and that, that opening scene, you're shoot, shooting his daughter in the chest. They're, it was such a good... And they have a lot of good father-daughter moments. They, they play it really well. I also want to say this movie does do one thing where it's like kind of Buck's tradition where you have like the mafia father who's like ashamed of his son. No, you have a very supportive mafia father yeah. who likes his kid and takes him to the movies and gets him popcorn. N- nice little mafia family unit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you knew he was a monster because he got Twizzlers. Uh, <laughs> I love over, Mark Strong. explained his, I love his Strong movie too. theater. Yeah. I enjoyed him at the like theater, but like I I really liked him going through his order of like That's what I'm talking gonna about. Get this. He's like, and this. You're gonna get Twizzlers. And some and this. And, some, and a slushy. And a slushy. Red mixed mix with blue. <laughs> oh man, do you remember when he's going through uh he's chasing the fake uh kick ass. <laughs> yeah. And kick ass gets like a couple high fives and he's like, high fives? What the fuck is this? High five, motherfucker. I'll give you a high five. High five your mother. (laughs) You really went? Okay. Mark Strong is so good. I I keep thinking that he and Cage had another movie overlap, but it's because I keep mixing him up with the dude that was in the Humanity Bureau. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely not the same guy. The the guy, wait, Matt Damon? Different. You're you thinking of a different the movie. Humanity Bureau yeah, at all. A different thing. Who was in that? Uh, you're thinking of Nicolas the, Cage was in. I know what you're moving like. You're thinking of a different humanity or different bureau. bureau. Humanity Report. The, no. The humanity. It was a bureau something. Wasn't yeah, it, it was a bureau, bureau. something. It might have okay. just been the bureau. So uh, what do we think in terms of the Venn diagram? Uh, good Cage, bad Cage, good movie, bad movie, good, bad, bad, good, bad, bad, good, 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 bad. Well, again, man, uh, Nick Cage made the movie better in yeah, every way, he and he should have been it. in there more. Also, and... one of his best death scenes to date. Oh, absolutely. Good Lord. I, I... Like burning and shit? He's, yes, he's oh, shouting out orders. Oh, let's Kryptonite! <laughs> Kryptonite! Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's, the that delivery still hurts me. I don't well, like that at all. I remember him when I saw it the first time, it's just like, couldn't you have prioritized, like, putting out daddy fire first like that's what i tell my kids if i'm gonna teach them anything if daddy's like, on fire pee on him daddy's on and fire and kill everybody i mean Put that the, out go- first the goons were around them I she could have at least not be burned alive. knocked him out right. of the fiery area like, right just knock the chair back burning underneath him yeah i do like and then the, he started i do burning. like the doom style first person like night vision like Oh, that was murder funny, scene yeah. little uh the little girl murder scene yeah. it's whenever she was killing people uh, it's great yeah, her fight stellar. with Mark Strong, like just like, oh man, that is a child. Like when he just like grabs her by the throat and she's like dangling two feet off the ground. Oh, it's while great. getting punched. It's the reality of like the situation. She's just a little girl. Yeah, but eventually, and he's a Mark Strong man. Oh, in eventually the, you're gonna hit back. Oh man, in the comics though, like when Hit Girl gets captured, like they take a meat tenderizer to her face. 
I'm not familiar with the source material. It's, again, I remember enjoying it when I read it, and I read it before the movie came out, so I'm sure my opinions will have changed. But also John Romita Jr. drew it, who did all the art for the movie, and I absolutely love John Romita Jr. I think Good Cage, I'm going to say good movie. Good Cage, fine movie. Oh, uh, what? I definitely say Good Cage. Uh, fine movie. Okay, good good movie. Those those quintessential cage moments of him screaming, him just being wacky for no reason, uh, just introducing character traits that maybe nobody asked for, you know, all good things. Yeah. If this movie was on TV and I came across it on or near a scene with Nicolas Cage, I would watch it. But if I was just scrolling through and it was just like kick ass talking about stuff, I might just come back later. Right. That's not what's going to grab you. Yeah, no. So it's I'd, not enough reason to stop and watch the movie, but Nicolas Cage would be. I do yeah. want to point out one difference between the movie and the comic, and the comic would make more sense with the Adam West presentation, because in the comic, he's just like a weird super fan, like weird comic fan, and when... Nicolas Cage's character? Yeah, Big oh. Daddy. And when like D'Amico's people like finally capture him, and they like open up like his bag of guns, it is just like first edition Spider-Man's. Like, he's not a cop. He has no, like, crime-fighting history. He's just a fucking guy who wanted to be a superhero. The cop angle, I think, makes more sense for how deadly he actually is. Yeah, it makes more sense for this movie, or at least makes it more fun. It was strange that he was watercolor painting all oh, of the... He was really good at it, too. Yeah. Again, like, that's all John Amita Jr. art, but yeah. yeah. How often do you have somebody write their confession in comic form? But uh, when Marcus shows up at the at the safe house... Marcus reads the comic that is the origin of Big Daddy and Hit Girl. Not only did you write a confession, you illustrated it and watercolored it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a storyboard. He and then, was going to get burned up. And then later on, Hit Girl's just reading it. Mindy's just reading it. Oh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Oh, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. I'm going to send you a Christmas card this year. I'll be like... Merry Christmas, Big Daddy. Oh, no, Rachel's <laughs> going to be so confused. <laughs> and it'll just and be I a picture of me and Sean laying on a bed, like... Looking at hamsters. Yeah. <laughs> Gazing lovely at yeah, guinea, guinea pigs. pigs. Yeah. I don't know. Just a just a watercolor Nick Cage face with that mustache would be... That's <laughs> all I need. Would be just fine. That gets me over the edge every time. <laughs> Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Okay, how do we wrap that one up? <laughs> That, that, wrote, that wrapped itself up. Yeah, I think we're good then. <laughs> yeah, cut, cut right in the middle of one of those big daddies. Big daddy. Oh, God. Okay, thank you all for listening. <laughs> tell, well, tell them about the Patreon daddy. No. Okay, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at Cage Match. Thank you to our Sparkle Buddies, Josh, Sean, Josie, Rico, Matt, and Adam. And our cage dancers, Ira, Freeman, John, and Lance. And yeah, if you want to chat with us at all and call us Big Daddy. Daddy. You can chat with us on Reddit at Cage Match Pod or Instagram at Cage underscore Match underscore Pod. <sighs> Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Indeed. Good night, everybody. Biggest Daddies. That sounds like a John Grisham book. The Bureau. I think it probably was. No, that was The Firm. The Bureau. The, the Firm what? Brief. <laughs> oh. Nice.
the firm pelicans briefs yeah nice